0: The book of Ephesians, chapter 2. We want to talk briefly from the theme We are one in Christ who have brought us to reconciliation. We're one in Christ who has brought us to reconciliation. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We bless you. We praise you for this hour. For this moment and for this day, we thank you for these that have come to gather together to give you praise, to give you glory, and to give you honor this morning. We magnify, edify, and glorify your name, for you are worthy of all the praise. Now come in among us through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit and teach us today. Bring back to our mind the things that we've already studied. Let us yield ourselves unto thee and use us for your glory in thy servant's prayer. In Christ Jesus mighty name we pray. Everybody say amen. Amen. This morning, from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22, we find that Paul writes a letter to the church at Ephesus. And in this letter, he addresses issues related to their relationship with God and who they apparently thought they were because of Things that they did. We find the word of God tells us in verse 11 of the second chapter. Wherefore remember that ye being in time past the other nations in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made with hands. So he tells the nation of people. The Gentiles. That they are uncircumcised people. And they are going around trying to say that they are circumcised. And that they are just like the children of Israel. And Paul stresses to the Gentiles that that is not the case. But that because of what Christ has done on the cross. Things have changed now because When Israel rejected the gospel, God sent the word to the Gentiles. And so Paul has all these letters that he wrote in the epistles to bear out that Christ intended for the Gentiles to get the gospel and to come into a relationship with Christ, our Lord and Savior. Verse number 12 says that in time past, ye were without Christ being aliens from him of israel strangers of israel and strangers from the covenant of promise having no hope and without god in the world but now in christ Yeshua our lord ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of christ he said it is the blood of christ that has transformed your life that have allowed you to be changed and come to the knowledge and into the wisdom and to the understanding of god Because of what Christ did on Calvary, you now have a right unto the tree of life. Verse 14 says, for he is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Now because of what Christ did on the cross, the veil was split down the middle. And we now can go to God for ourselves. We don't have to have... The priests run into the Holy of Holies and pray for us and get offer sacrifices for us. But we can go to Christ for ourselves and find deliverance and victory in him and find salvation and eternal life in Christ, our Lord and Savior. He says, having abolished the flesh of enmity, the commands of the statues contained in the dogma. To make in himself of two, one new man. So you have the Gentiles over here. You have Israel over here. And Christ came to merge that together so we all will be one unified family of believers in Christ. You've got people believing this religion don't get them to heaven. Some believe in that religion to go get them to heaven. And some believe in this other religion over here to get them to heaven. But Christ himself says, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. You've got to go through Christ to get to God. If you don't go through Christ, I'm sorry, it ain't happening. You're not going to get to God unless you go through the Father. through through the Son, and allow the blood of Christ to wash you and purify you by repenting of your sins and receiving Christ as Lord and Savior. Once you have done that, he guarantees you salvation. He guarantees you eternal life. You only have to do it once, but when you receive him and say, Lord, I'm a sinner, I repent of my sins. And I want you to come into my heart, transform my life, and be Lord of my life. And the blood that he shedded on the cross did that for each and every one of us. So whenever we come, it's not like your big eye or little you. For he said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God in Romans the third chapter. And because we've all sinned and come short of the glory, guess what? We all have to come to Christ for ourselves. Mama can't go for you. Daddy can't go for us, Sisters and brothers and spouses can't go. You've got to come for yourself and say, Lord, I am a sinner. But I don't want to die and perish. I want to go to heaven. No matter what experiences you have in this life. You're going to come to the crossroads of where this question has to be answered. There is two options. The option of life eternal. Or the option of eternal damnation in a burning hell. You have that decision to make. God's not going to say you better do this. He's going to say, no, that's your choice. I gave you a free will. You make up your own mind. God knows what you're going to choose before you do it. He knows what you're going to do before you do it. He knows how you're going to respond before you respond. But he said, I have given you a free will that you can exercise yourself by simply receiving Christ as Lord and Savior, which is the better option. Or because if you choose the other option, I don't even want to hear about it. Just You own your own on that one. I'm not even going to entertain the motion. Or the thought of you making a decision that is not wise. So he tells us in the word, we must have a relationship with God. Look at verse 16. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross. He says, now I'm going to bring Israel. I'm going to bring all these Gentiles together. And you're going to be one. How am I going to do this? Through the blood of Christ Yeshua, our Savior. When he died... Went to that cross, gave his life, shedded his blood, and rose again. He sealed your redemption. He paid the price so that you don't have to do it yourself. Because none of us are worthy. There's nothing that we did that we have to come to Christ. It's because of what Adam did and Eve in the Garden of Eden. But because of their sin, all of us now have to come to Christ and say, Lord, I am a sinner. Please forgive me. Wash me in the blood. Purify my mind, my heart, and my soul. Yes. Strengthen me and lead and guide me by your word, by your will, by your purpose for my life. See, we can choose life or we can choose death. Right, it's better to spend eternity in heaven than to suffer eternally in a burning hell. And Paul tells this to the church in Ephesus. He said, listen, I'm going to tell you what you going, what you ought to do, whether you do it or not, is your decision. But what you ought to do is realize that you are not your own. You are bought with a price. You were paid for by the blood of Christ. And you will answer to Christ one day when he have the great throne judgment. We all will give an account. We'll give an account by rewards for the life we live as believers in Christ. Or we'll give an account for the deeds that we've done in our physical body and we didn't receive. Christ as Lord and our Savior, but nevertheless we will receive a reward for what we have done. Christ is the person that has reconciled each and every one of us. What does that word mean? He has restored us from a broken relationship from the Father. By dying on the cross he bridged the gap that was there by restoring to us A opportunity to go to God as our Lord and ask Christ to be savior of our lives and realize that there is no more empathy or enmity, evil, ungodliness, unholiness, unrighteousness because of our relationship with God. What is it that causes people to be so wicked and so evil and so vindictive? what is it that causes a man to walk and drive in for hours and go into a shopping center and shoot up people that have no idea of what's in his mind evil hatred just because you're not his color and just because somebody wrote a manifestation and posted it on the internet that people of color are dominated And there are less and less of their own race. That's what triggered him to go into a mall through the devil, of course, and gun down people that were minding their own business, enjoying their day. Mass shooting in the middle of the day because somebody is listening to foolishness and not paying attention to God and asking God to lead and guide them. When the devil gets your mind, he have got you. When white supremacy and all of these other things and Ku Klux Klans and all these people feed all of that trash and garbage into your mind and make you feel like you're better than somebody else, Paul clearly says here that there is no one that is perfect. We're all in the same situation and we all have to come to Christ and we all have to put our faith and trust in God. That's what Paul tells the Ephesians. See, he gave this message to them. This is the message that we need to hear in America today that we are all one and that we all should learn to be unified and get, and get along on this planet. There are no big eyes and little u's. Those days are gone even though people still look down their nose at you when you walk by and still have a problem with the color of your skin. There is no big eyes and little views in God's sight. See, America has a lot to pay for and they keep piling on the coals for the fire every single day doing something vindictive, something foolish, something stupid, something unholy, ungodly, and they'll go and sit in the church and swear that they are Christians. We are a Christian nation. You are a nation, but Christian is the first thing from America that I have seen. Because the way that these people believe, many of them, they believe in a God that the scripture don't even talk about. They have their faith in a God and they believe that when they get to heaven, it's going to be just like it is down here on this earth. But i got news for you. If you think you're going to the same place we're going, you're going to be in for a big surprise. Because the God that we serve don't have no particular choice. He said all can come unto him. But he said what? If I be lifted From the earth will draw all men unto me. He didn't say it had to be a certain color, a particular kind. He said all men have the right to the tree of life. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. When you allow the enemy to slip into your mind and make you think, things and say things and, and create all this opposition in your heart, all this animosity and anger. That's what triggers you to go into a mall and shoot up people. Yes. That's what triggers you to go into a community and just fire your gun in houses randomly. That, that's what triggers you to, to go on these streets and sell drugs and, and poison the minds of God's people because your heart is evil. And you have no idea of the consequences that you will suffer as a result of it. Paul tells Ephesus, don't allow yourself to think that way. Don't allow yourself to feel like you're better than, don't feel like, because circumcision had nothing to do with the spiritual. It was just keeping the law. Israel was required on the eighth day. All boy babies were required to be circumcised on the eighth day. That's all it was. It was a keeping of the law. It had nothing to do spiritually. So Paul says, wait a minute, don't you allow circumcision or uncircumcision to, to, to determine whether you go into heaven or not, because that is not what makes that determination. Your relationship with Christ makes that determination. Not the fact that you are circumcised or uncircumcised. It has nothing to do with it. And because of that, People running around here saying this, that, or the other. But the word says, wait a minute, it's the heart, not the body. The flesh is only the house that you live in. It is not the real you. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a physical body. And because of that, man must have a relationship, must be restored to Christ. How do we know this? Because Isaiah said for unto us, a son is born unto us, a son is given That's right. yeah. Christ comes to take over governments, to take over world systems, yeah. to give his life. He died. He rose again. And all power in heaven and earth was given unto him. Yeah. The child that the Bible talks about in the book of Isaiah, the sixth chapter in the ninth verse, the ninth chapter in the sixth verse. He says, we must be reconciled by the peace of God. Christ died on the cross to give us reconciliation unto the Father. That's what he died for. He didn't come because he didn't have anything else. You think Christ would have come down here if there wasn't a purpose? He came because he had a purpose. He had a reason for coming. There has to be an amending to the brokenness in the world system, to the brokenness in God's house even. You have more bickering and raising of hell in the church than any place else. People go to church and fight all the service and leave. Preacher, preach. Word comes forth. Negroes still leave mad. But God says that shouldn't be in my house. My house is a house of prayer. Go there to meditate, contemplate. And pray and seek by faith and seek my guidance through the Holy Spirit. That's what my house was for. That's what I gave it to you for. You've come in and made it a dinner thieves. We're having a bake sale next Sunday. We're having this next Saturday. We're having that next Saturday. God says, "What? Worship me. Pray unto me. Give that time unto me." Sure, we come to church and we enjoy ourselves. We love to come to church as a body of Christ and cook and enjoy one another and do things together that's what the church is supposed to be we are a community but we shouldn't come to raise money if we give we don't have to raise no money we take what God gave us and use that we ain't got to go have no bake sale or no clothing sale or no chicken sale and sell hot dogs and all that craziness and don't do that in God's house he said y'all made it a, a, a dinner of feeds we don't have to do that stuff here have we done that since I've been here we haven't why because we teach giving Gives, and then we given back to you? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and run over. That's what God's word says. If you give it, I am a witness that he will give it back to you. Sometimes you get it back before you even leave. I have paid offerings, and before I left, I have double what I have put in. If you give to God, God will give to you. It may not always be financial. He may give you some extra health. May give you some extra sp- physical strength. He may do things for you that you need to do that you wouldn't think. He may settle some case that you've been waiting to be settled. He may answer some prayer that you've been praying for. For God only knows how long I gave and God answered this prayer. That I, before I got home, I had already had the message on my phone. That that thing I've been praying about so long, God moved and he answered it. And gave me victory. See, it's not always monetary. It could be spiritual. It could be physical. You're ailing and hurting and say, Lord, I gave today and I don't feel that pain no more. See, Lord, I did what I was supposed to do. I prayed and asked and you healed me. You See, God's blessings come in many different ways. But when he opened the windows of heaven and poured you out a blessing, some of y'all are looking for all of it to be material. That's not necessarily so. He said, I'll pour you out a blessing you ain't even got room enough to receive it. It's got to be spiritual first. God starts in the spiritual realm. He gives it to your mind. You meditate and think about it, and all of a sudden you say, you know, I would like to have, and you speak life when you say it. You give life to the things you speak when you speak it. So if you're living in doom and gloom, what are you talking about? Check your message, because the message that you keep preaching to yourself and saying loud so everybody can hear it, that's the message that you keep getting the answer to. So if you're always claiming, oh... If it wasn't for the misery, I'd be all right. Well, just keep on suffering because that's what you're asking for. You're going through. That's why you're going through. Stop saying that. With your strikes? I'm healed. Lord, you said I'm healed. Now heal me. I believe you will. If, uh, you can if you will. I trust your word. Your word said, and you said before one jot of tittle should pass away, or, or the word should fail, heaven and earth will pass away. Before one jot of tittle. And the word fails. Heaven and earth will pass away. Pray the word. When you pray the word, when you read your Bible, pray. Read the word and pray what the scripture says. God honors his word. So whatsoever you ask, according to my will, I will answer you. What is the will? It's this book. What he wrote in this book is his Will. When you read this book and you pray what's in this book, God answers that because that's His will, that's His word, and that's what He honors. God will honor His word. All you've got to do is apply it to your life. you can't remember the scripture, Lord, you know what I'm trying to say. The Holy Spirit will take it for you. And Bible says what? The Holy Spirit makes intercession for us because sometimes we don't even know what to say. He takes it to God for us and God gives us the answer. We sat up there praying and we ain't even got sense enough to realize what we praying ain't what we ought to be talking about. The Holy Spirit gathers it up and says no, that's not what they need. Father, this is what they need. Give that to God and God send it back to you. What you asked for, even though you didn't even pray yet. He says stop believing that it's all about the flesh. It's all about you. That's the problem with America. People in America think it's all about them. Yes. They think it's all about this color. And everybody else doesn't matter. How you gonna go to heaven and tell God, well, Lord, I lived a Christian life. I honored every, every commandment and did everything you said. Yeah, but you had one problem. Remember them people down there that you mistreated? Remember them people down there that you walked over to stay on top? Remember those people down there that was Joe Press and stole all of their wealth? Remember those people down there that you carried through all of the storms? Remember those people that had to work in cotton fields that made this country millions and millions and millions? America was built on cotton. Yes, yes. This country became a billionaire country on cotton itself. Yes, and many of us and our parents worked in those cotton fields. And, and We never got a nickel for it, maybe a few dollars at the end of the day. Uh, some orange crackers or the brown ones and a Coca-Cola or a Pepsi. That was lunch. And now they have the litigated gall to look down their noses on us. When the sweat of our backs made this country what it is today. But God sits high, he looks low, and he sees Everything. And the day is going to come when people are going to start answering for the things that they've done. But God said for you and I just to be faithful. He said, God is faithful whom ye were called unto the fellowship of the Son, Christ the Lord. He said, I'm faithful. I ain't, gonna, I ain't forgot. I'm going to give you what's due unto you. In 1 John 1 and 3, he says, that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and Christ the Lord our Savior he said I died and went to the cross Christ says so that you can have fellowship with me the Father says I'm giving you fellowship with me because of the fact uh, I know what you have been through I know what your experiences have been and I want you to know that I have not forgotten about you Paul said God ain't forgot about you. God hasn't stopped blessing, pouring out blessings. We got children running around and doing all kinds of ungodly things. Yes. But All we can do is keep them under the, keep them prayed up, keep them under prayer, keep them under the prayer cover. They don't even realize that mama's prayers and daddy's prayers and grandma's prayers, great grandma's prayers and everybody else's prayers is keeping you. And when they step out of the scene, off the scene, God puts somebody else there to keep praying for you. So I keep praying for him because he ain't got sense enough to realize it ain't him but it's the prayers of the saints that have brought us to where we are today the word of God tells us and shepherds us we must have communion and fellowship with God we must if we're going to be at peace why is there no peace because people's heart are not in the right place yes. their heart is in the wrong thing their thinking is in the wrong thing their ideas of life is all mixed up but God says, keep your faith and trust in me. Focus on me and I will lead you. I will guide you. I will. He said, I'm going to send a Comforter. What do you think the Comforter's coming for? To keep you straight. Paul tells them in the fourth chapter of the book of Philippians, rejoice always in the Lord. He said, rejoice. Let all your moderations be known unto the Lord. And be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made unto God. The problem that many people have is they will not talk to God. They'll listen to all of this ideology. But they will not listen to God. Somebody can come and tell them something and they'll take it and run with it. You ever seen people, you tell them something, you just tell somebody something just to see if they'll take it and run with it. You ever told somebody something just to see what they'll do? I've done it. I told them something, I told them, I'm going to tell them this and see, I'm going to see who's telling my business. Y'all have done that before. I'm going to find out who's telling my business. I'm going to say this to them and let them go down the road. Yeah, yeah. After a while, somebody called me, did you know I heard so and so and so about you? You did? Well, I declare, and I know exactly who not to say nothing else about my personal business to <laughs> I won't tell nobody but that one person. And I'll tell you, if I hear it again, I'm coming for you. If you ever hear me say that, if I hear it again, I'm coming for you. That means I ain't tell nobody else. You're the only one I told. So if I hear it again, I'm coming to find you because I know you're the one told it. If you've never done that, you want to find out who your real friend is. I told y'all that one time before. Lady praises princess prince, she said, Lord, please remove all my enemies from around me. And she said, after a while, all her friends just started peeling away and going different ways. She didn't have no friends, nobody around her. She thought they were her friends. But when the Lord started working, those devils got to go. That's right. That's right. They, you think they're friends and they the enemy sitting up there trying to figure out how to cut your throat. How to take over your business. How to, how to, how to mess you up. That's but sitting there thinking it out, and this grinning in your face, girl, let's go shopping. Let's go to the, to the ball. Let's go get something to eat. And, and All the time, they're trying to figure out how to take things from you. Yeah, how to take you to the cleaners. How to get your man. How to take things that belong to you away from you. Because your focus ain't on Your focus is, oh, I got so much confidence and trust in this person. God says, trust no man. Put your faith and trust in him. Keep your faith and trust in the Lord. He will even and guide and direct you. and He will tell you, let that devil alone. The Lord they've been my friend for 20 years well, Don't make it 21 let them go now Thank you, Lord. Let them get out of your life now So you can get on the straight and narrow And do what you need to do That's what Paul's talking about He said don't let the enemy come in He says if you will be careful for nothing And entertain everything by prayer and supplication And give thanks and praise to God And let your request be made known He said the peace of God that passeth All understanding will take over you you can go to bed and go to sleep at night and don't worry about what's going on outside your house. Right. Because you just said, Lord, cover me and my family and keep us safe. And God says, okay, that's what you want. That's what I'm going to do. Michael, get your host and go down there and protect my child. Go down there and watch over their house tonight. Don't let nothing, don't even let the dog bark. There you go. okay. when God watches over you, he watches over you. When he sends the angelic host to protect you, When he sent Michael and the warring angels to watch over you and make sure that nothing happens to you, that's exactly what he does. You sleep sound, you go to bed, you sleep sound, you wake up refreshed, ain't nothing and nobody disturbing you lest them bad people start calling. He says, I'm going to bless you. I want you to have the best. I want you to sleep at night. You taking pills to go to sleep and hoping you wake up. I never would take a sleeping pill because I was afraid I would never wake back up. I was scared to take a sleeping pill. I, to this day, I've never taken a pill to go to sleep. I've been on anesthesia for a surgery, but I have never taken a sleeping pill. I said, Lord, what if I take it and don't ever wake back up? That'd be terrible. So I think about what's gonna happen in the future. <laughs> See, I'm worried about tomorrow. I ain't, uh-uh, I can't take a pill because I, I want to wake up when I just sleep the best I can and get up. No, uh-uh, I ain't taking no a pill to go to sleep. You've got to be insane. I remember one time, I gotta tell this story. I remember one time I went I was in a car accident and i still experienced back pain from the times. And the doctor gave me this prescription. And I went and got it filled, and I went home and he said, take one when you get home and take another one when you go before you go to bed. So I got this stuff and I went home. I can't remember what the name of it was. And I took one of them. And I was high as a kite. I walked around high for about four or five hours. And I said, Lord, if you ever let me come down from this, I'll never take another one. And I took them pills and flushed them down the toilet. I'd rather have the pain than to walk around like I'm in the clouds. That's why people hooked on drugs right now somebody done prescribed them something and they got hooked on it and to this day it either does one or two things it keeps them desiring more and eventually if they don't get off of it it'll it'll cause them to take their own life because they'll od on it because you never get enough that high ain't going to be enough after you come down you're going to need a little bit more to get you a little bit higher to get the the same fix take more and more and more and more that's why people are hooked on drugs i had to tell you that i said no if i come down off this one and you never got to worry about me taking another pill. Uh uh-uh. I don't care what's hurting. I ain't taking no pill. So you've got to put your faith and trust in God and believe God. Can you imagine you taking something for spasms and run you up in the clouds? Well, I ain't ready to go to heaven yet. I want to go, but I ain't ready to go quite yet. I want to stay and live as long as I can. But see, you mess with the wrong thing and get involved with the wrong people. You got fentanyl and all this stuff, out of oxycodone and all this stuff. This stuff will mess you up. Children running around here don't know why they all messed up. See, they thought they were getting a fix and that fix turned into stuff. They got something called molly out there. I saw a fella had taken some molly and he was knocking himself all around and beating himself on the ground and somebody had to give him some milk just to calm him down. And people are out there selling this stuff to our children. But I pray every one of them give an account. May they get hooked on it since they want to sell it to somebody. And let it it do for them the same thing they've done to other people's children. Let God get them back. He said the seeds you sow, you're going to reap. So you keep sowing them. Days going to come, somebody's going to mess around, they're going to give you something, you're going to think of something different, it's going to be the same thing you're giving to other people. And then you're going to be running around here like a wild turkey with no head. God says, put your faith and trust in me, I will keep you, I will protect you, I will watch over you. He said there must be peace and unity in the body of Christ. You cannot have discourse and fighting and quarreling and arguing and murdering and taking the lives of other people and then go home and be at peace. You can't start a fight and then you, you done started it and gone down the road. They know, somebody know who started it. It's going to come back to you. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 10, he says, now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of Christ, our Lord, that ye all be of one word or mine, and there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together. He said, there must be unity in the body of Christ, in the house of God. Don't allow strife and arguing and fussing. So what, you're not having a bad day. So what, somebody said something that made you angry. Get over it. If I stopped every time somebody make me mad, I wouldn't have time to do nothing else but just cry. I'd just spend, oh, Lord, it doesn't say something else. See, if you ever want to be in leadership, the last thing you, have to, you, you you will do is allow what people say to affect you. If you don't like what's being said and what's being done, there is a big door that swings both ways. It's kind of like people go and hang in people's uh, social media. They go hang on people's social media to just talk trash to You don't have to go there. Just go somewhere else. You don't have to listen to what the people saying, them people say just go somewhere else and find what you want to listen to and get involved in that. Some people just come to be a pest. You ever seen somebody there, every time they come around, you're going like Lord, I really wasn't in the mood for this today. Y'all done had them people come around and I wasn't in the mood for this. But I got to tolerate it because they're here now. You ever went to the door and saw somebody out there look through the door hole through the hole and say, okay, they can stand there till they leave. Because there's those kind of people out there, that they just come to aggravate you, to agitate you, or come with bad news, always gossiping about people. God said, stay away from that kind. You know, don't, you know, don't mistreat them, but just avoid them. Just avoid them and just let them know, you know, that that's, not, that's not what I'm thinking about. That's not my mindset. I got more positive, more pure things, more holy and righteous ideas and thoughts in my mind. And when the devil come with that kind of stuff and call you with that stuff, Tell them you're busy and hang up your phone. Go find something to do. Or start doing something. You know, you ain't, got, you ain't doing nothing. I said, let me just start dusting. Well, baby, I got to go. I'm gonna clean, I'm cleaning up the house now just to get them off the phone. You have to do that. You gotta look out for yourself. Look out for your own mind. Because people will fill your mind with trash. That's right. And sometimes you can't even get it out. But God says what? Let there be unity and for us not to have divisions among one another. That's what Paul was trying to to let the churches know at Corinth and the church at Ephesus. Don't let divisions interfere with your unity and your fellowship. America, stop looking down your nose at other ethnic groups. Because you too, whether you know it or not, are somebody that came from another nation. And America got more people from other nations here than any other country, of course. But even the Caucasian race, I mean, I was told that Columbus discovered America. I don't believe that. America was here when he discovered it and stole it from the, the, uh, the indigenous. But when they came to America, they too were pilgrims and immigrants. So, how dare they look down their nose at us or any other race of people and call us immigrants? They're the largest group of immigrants in this country. And they ain't even got the sense God gave a billy goat to recognize and realize that. God will show you. All you got to do is open your eyes and look. God will let you, they'll just be talking, you'll be standing going, Lord have mercy. The holy spirit will start ministering to you and say oh my goodness oh and you just look at him and start laughing because then I mean, you ain't laughing because that's what's going on you laughing because god's telling you what's going what's truth god will start revealing truth to you god will start every other than standing in front of somebody and god start talking to you about them yeah he'll do it he'll tell you oh no i don't think you need to do that the holy spirit's like no don't go with them the holy spirit will minister to you he'll tell you no no, you never heard him say no? Hang around a while. He'll eventually tell you, no, don't do that. Yes, yes. Now, that's going to get you in a lot of trouble right there. Let that alone. Let me wrap this up. The Holy Spirit comes to bring us peace in our inner man. John tells us in the 14th chapter in verse 26, but the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in Christ's name, shall teach you all things, And bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever he hath said. Then he tells us, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. He said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Nobody that Christ of God intended, didn't intend to be at that market yesterday was there. Because God had his people covered. God watches over his own and protects his own. Now, if you get out from under the covering, then guess what? You own your own. And the consequences are what they are. But if you stand under the covering of God, God will protect you. And God had people in there that day, but they were covered and they were protected. That God will look after you. You ain't got to worry about nobody doing nothing to you if you're a child of God. Because he says, I will watch over, keep, and protect my own. He tells us that. Timothy says, there must be contentment. He says, but holiness with contentment is great gain. We've got to be content. Paul said in Philippians 4 and 11, not that I speak in respect of one, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am to be content. People are not content. That's why they want to go around and do things to people. You got this and they want it. Oh, you got to pray to the same God I pray to. He'll give it to you. walking around jealous and envious of something that God gave somebody else. You don't know what that person had to go through to get that blessing. But God gave it to them because they what? Honored him. And he allowed it to manifest in their lives. So the devil give blessings too, so don't get them mixed up. As my friend can say, don't get it twisted. Because the devil is out there doing the same thing. He's making the the, the, the stars and all them wealthy and famous. But guess what? I done seen a lot of people die but I ain't seen no hearse I ain't seen no money truck following nobody to the graveyard all that stuff gonna be right here for people to fight over if they ain't got it settled before they die so all you got to do is just live your life righteously and holy and trust God he will do the rest finally the Word of God tells us in us for our citizenship Is in heaven. That's what we have to remember. When people do things to you and say things to you and allow ungodly things to manifest, he said, Our citizenship is where? In heaven. Our relationship with God is in heaven. Philippians 3 and 20 says, Our citizenship is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, Christ the Lord, our God. Whenever we put our faith and trust in him, all things that God intends for us, the reconciliation, the peace, the contentment, and the promise of eternal life will manifest in our lives as we keep faith and trust in God and Christ our Lord and Savior. As we do that and look to Christ and trust his word, yes, sir. he will continue to exalt us, build us, and lift us up. That's what the word of God tells us keep trusting relying upon him and look to him and he will always bring us to the place of victory may god bless you today may heaven smile upon you let us stand for a word of prayer thank you, Jesus. uplifted hands father we come to say thank you for this message we bless you for this day and for this hour we glorify and edify your holy righteous and divine name we ask you now to just let this word that has been said minister to the hearts of everyone in this place. Meet the needs of your people, Father. We pray for that one that may not know you in the free part of their sins. We ask you for their salvation. We bless you and praise you for their life, and their heart. We just pray right now for the children of this ministry, grandchildren, great-grands, even great-great-grands. We pray you're covering over our children. You're covering over their lives. Cover every household represented here today. Bless every parent in this place. Lord, just continue to meet the needs of your people, for you said your word, told us, that whatever we need, you would provide. You would supply our every need according to your riches and glory. Through Christ, we bless you now. We praise you. And we just ask that you to allow this message go forth and accomplish that for which thou hast it in Christ Yeshua's mighty name. We bless you, we praise you, and we thank you. And let all of God's people say Amen. God bless you today.